Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat associates of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following a Silver Linings edition of the HHC Hornets fall in Orlando to start a three-game road trip, 130-117 to last night as the Hornets shot the ball pretty well, but the defense wasn't quite there as the Magic end up putting up 130 points and not to poo-poo on anybody, but Orlando has now won seven in a row as well as they improved on the season to 12 and five after the win. Hornets fall to five and ten. We'll talk recap. We'll talk silver linings. We're also going to talk about some injury news as LaMelo Ball went out there in the second quarter with a right ankle strain. We will talk about what the rotation could look like with him or without him moving forward based on the latest injury news we have. And helping me out with all of these topics on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. And Sam, we had some nice home cooking. We had some nice Thanksgiving time off. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, enjoying some family time, even though if you learned anything on the Black Friday edition of the Hornets Hivecast, that's not always the case when it comes to Thanksgiving food. But at any rate, happy to be back with you. Might not be a great Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast based off these topics, but always happy to talk Hornets hoops with you. I appreciate you having me on. As always, thank you. Had a very nice Thanksgiving. Got a chance to get away. Usually it feels like we're playing a game after Thanksgiving, so it was uh, it was nice it lined up this year. We had a few days off to kind of really settle in and enjoy some R&R, so... Uh, yeah, right back to it last night with a with a tough one down in Orlando. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just get straight to the recap of this one. Hornets led this one midway through the first quarter. They led it by eight after the first frame. Charlotte was shooting very well. They were shooting 68% from the field. Gordon Hayward had a seven-point quarter. Hornets were able to kind of limit the turnovers more or less. They did have five in that first quarter, but they were able to minimize the damage as they had turned Orlando over four times and it ended up being the same amount of points off turnovers for each team. Then we go to the second quarter and it just kind of felt like the air left the billing a little bit if you were a Hornets fan as at the 2-12 mark of the second quarter, LaMelo Ball 
was going up to the rim, turned his ankle, and ends up being a right ankle strain. He couldn't put any weight on that right leg, had to be helped to the locker room. He did not return, and the Hornets end up trailing by four going into the locker room at halftime. Despite shooting four or seven from three and shooting 50% from the field, the bad news was the Magic were shooting at about a 56.5% clip through the first two quarters of player in the first quarter, I should say. They were shooting about 53% from the field in general for the game, and the Hornets were in fact, shooting better. They were shooting at about a 60% clip in terms of their field goal percentage through the first two quarters of play, but just weren't able to have the makeup in the free throw disparity. The Magic were out shooting the Hornets at the free throw line almost 3-1, to one, almost 4-1, to one, really. But uh, we go to the second half, and Charlotte cooled off a lot there in that third frame, shot only 39% from the field, while the Magic shot 57%, outscored the Hornets 31-29 to 29 in that third quarter. Fourth quarter, it looked like the Hornets were mounting a comeback. They got it to within three early on in that fourth frame, about four minutes into that fourth quarter, but Brandon Miller picked up his fifth foul with about 8.20 left to go, and when he went to the bench, that kind of, for me personally, felt like it changed the game as it was a 15-4 run that the Magic were able to put together with Brandon out on the floor and Orlando able to run away with this one in the fourth quarter as the Magic end up winning their seventh in a row. They shoot 54% from the field in route to a 130-117 to win. Uh, we talked about it before we started recording, Sam, but for you, it seemed like the biggest thing that you hung your hat on and why the Hornets lost this game last night was because of the defense. Yeah, I think the defense was the biggest issue, and I think if you look at the final box score, it uh, wasn't the only issue, but certainly a big one. Anytime you've got a game where you're shooting over 50% and over 40% from three-point range on I think the Hornets took 30 attempts. You look at that and you're like, okay, what went wrong? And then you look at the other side, you look at the defense. Obviously, the missed free throws was an issue. And the turnovers, I think a little bit, you know, you could, you could, you know, pin to some of the, uh, you know, the lineups having to be kind of worked around a little bit. And just, it felt like a lot of fouling, which kind of circles back to defense and not being able to guard without fouling. Um, a lot of blow-bys, a lot of guys getting into the lane. I think Orlando had 74 paint points. I mean, just felt like they were really doing – their ball movement was really, really good. I mean, they did a nice job. If you weren't on the ball, all the other four guys were moving, cutting. They're playing really well right now. As we said, this is not the same Magic team that we've seen the last couple of years. Um, their defense is very good. Their offense looked very good last night, and the Hornets just could not get a handle on them defensively. Cole Anthony was you know, extraordinary, 30 points off the bench. I think it was a season-high front. Wagner at 30 points, also season high. It just felt like they were hitting them from every single direction, and the Hornets just couldn't really get a handle on it. And then it kind of sometimes shifts into let's try and outscore them. And then it, it just, you know, they made a lot of good plays. And it just, it's not, I think, Steve Clifford kind of said after games, the, the defense is. It's just going to be hard to win when you defend like this because the offense is, is more than good enough and more than efficient enough to win regardless of who's out there right now. We talked a lot about there about the bad that happened. Let's talk about a little bit of the good. Yeah, the Magic did outscore the Hornets in a paint battle like you talked about, 74-60, to pretty sizable margin there. Bench points was a little bit of a disparity as well, 52-43 to in favor of the Magic because of those 30 that you mentioned from Cole Anthony. But you look at the bench points and you realize, well, wait a minute here, the Hornets were cooking with a little bit extra last night, and they certainly were. Terry Rozier came back, was in the starting lineup the first game that he has played in since November 4th at Indiana. It was that wild one, if you remember, where LaMelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton were matched up one-on-one at the end of the game, and LaMelo was able to poke the ball away from Halliburton to secure the win. Missed the last nine games. P.J. Washington also returned back into the fold as well. He came off the bench. He provided 28 minutes, and he also scored 13 points, and Brandon Miller had a pretty sizable 
role off the bench because of Terry Rozier returning. Obviously, that got flipped a little bit as the game went on because of the absence of LaMelo Ball in the second half. But regardless, the Hornets, for a brief time, about maybe 20 minutes of game action, were playing with a fuller deck than they have been over the last well two weeks or so with the return of Terry Rozier and of course B.J. Washington as well who missed that game on Wednesday against the Washington Wizards. Hornets were still able to pick up that W all things considered but again for about 20 minutes last night Sam we saw a almost whole Hornets team. I know we haven't been able to say that over the last year year and a half now but I know we're going to talk about the Lamelo injury a little bit later on but for those first 20 minutes of bliss maybe we can say that well that Hornets team looked pretty good when they were almost fully healthy. Yeah it's tough and you know I was thinking the same thing it's like it's, it's almost like the like it's a house of cards sometimes if you move something around and it, it just you, you put one thing in and it, it just kind of goes the other direction I mean it, it's tough and uh, it felt like a lot of the case last year and I don't want to harken back too much to last year because that's all kind of that bad bad energy in the past but it, it felt so many times you get a guy back and then within one to two games after you get some continuity going another guy we get hurt and you have to sort of start the cycle and process all over again um, and it's, it's just tough. And I think the biggest thing it hurts is not necessarily having, not having that one specific player. It's just the continuity, the playing groups. I mean, Coach Clover just stressed that a lot with Miles Bridges recently returning. It's just you got to get these guys into knowing when they're playing, when they're going to come in, who they're going to play with, how long they're generally going to play, assuming there's no foul trouble. And it's hard to build continuity and a sort of night-to-night, you know, normal expectations when the lineups are different every single night and the rotations are different every single night. And there's foul trouble every single night, which sometimes can also, you know, make this thing kind of um, more difficult. So again, Hornets are not the only team in the NBA dealing with injuries. It just feels magnified because we spend so much time watching them and following them and charting their every single move but it, it does feel cruel sometimes because as soon as you get one a couple guys back something else happens and it feels like you just got to start the whole thing over again as you wait to see what is this team going to look like when you finally 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 have all the pieces together and are moving in one direction simultaneously hornets fall last night in orlando 130 to 117 it starts a three-game road trip now they'll swing up north and take on the new york knicks tomorrow final in-season tournament group play pool game for the Hornets and the Knicks in that one and then Thursday they'll head across the bridge to Brooklyn to take on the Nets as well but a couple of other notes to touch on here before we move on to our next segment here on the Hornets Hivecast in terms of some offensive numbers offense look good 117 points, a little bit above what the Hornets have been able to average here this season. They're averaging about 114 points per game, but shot 53% from the field, 43% from beyond the arc. That's much more improved from where they were earlier in the season. One downfall, though, they did only shoot 64% from the free throw line, 16 to 25 at the stripe, but they shared the basketball pretty well as well. 27 assists off 44 made baskets. Again, Hornets fall 130 to 117 last night in the Magic Kingdom. We'll have our silver linings for you here right after this on a Hornets Hivecast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It's a Silver Linings edition of the HHC. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Sam, time now for our Silver Linings performances. There were a couple of good ones out there. Hornets have three players with 20 points or more. All but one starter were in double figures, and that was LaMelo Ball, who, again, only played 14 minutes because he went out with that right ankle strain. But all things considered, a lot of players to highlight in this one, despite it being a 13-point loss. Who do you want to specifically keen in on here? Yeah, I, I thought Tara Gilles looked really good last night, especially considering the circumstances. You know, he's missed the last nine games, which is about three weeks worth, I think, of having to sit out. First, he said first time he's ever injured a groin. You know, there's always kind of a little bit of uncertainty with an injury like that coming back and got to be super, super careful, but he looked good. I mean, you know, the normal Terry looked there, 22 points. I think he's had 20-point game now in every single game he's played this year, so a little bit of a break in the middle of this streak, but has now gone six straight games to open the season with 20-point games in each one. Also had nine assists, had to take over a lot of lead ball handling duties when when LaMelo went out, Uh, but shot well. You know, it was 9 of 15, 2 of 4 from 3. Yes, I thought he was really, really good. I think, you know, the Magic were just, you know, when they had the Hornets had to shuffle the lineup around a little bit and have him play a little bit more lead point guard it just they were able to match up really well from a defensive standpoint Orlando was it just got physical and that led to some of the turnovers too so if LaMelo misses any time which again we don't know I think they're in good hands with Terry kind of being that lead ball hitter because he looks just as good as ever last night Brugier step back three it's good counted and a foul a possible four-point play for Terry Rogier and he is north of 20 for the sixth time in six tries Terry looked great out there last night, like you said, and I'm not the only one that thought that way. Sam Burley's not the only one that thought that way. Steve Clifford thought that Terry had one of his best games as well. I thought he was really good. You know, probably our best player. You know, he's such a good competitor. He does guard. You know, he plays well at both ends of the floor. 
He badly wants to win. Kept us in the game there, and you know when they started to break away. Now it's great to have him back. If you're going to score brownie points with Steve Clifford, obviously you're going to have to play some defense. And Steve Clifford mentioning that there is the way that Terry is able to play both ends of the floor. Solid, sol- solid silver lining pick in last night's game. I'm going to go in a different direction. No, I'm going to go with the rookie Brandon Miller. Williams pivots, hands off. Brandon Miller will step into a three. It's good. Brandon Miller drilling at another Lowe's three-point shot. That'll cut the deficit down to three. Like I mentioned in that first segment here, Sam, and I'll rehash the uh, points here for Brandon. He finishes with 20. He goes 7 of 11 from the field, 2 for 3 beyond the arc, 4 for 5 at the free throw line. He also added 5 rebounds in there as well. Finishes with 33 minutes out there on the floor, but for me, I thought that he was one of the best players for the Hornets last night, maybe behind Miles Bridges and Terry Rozier as the only other two that he was really, that, that maybe played a little bit better than him, but again, I'll go back to what I mentioned. He Ended up picking up his fifth foul early stages fourth quarter with about 820 left. It was a 102 to 98 Orlando lead when he came back into the ball game. Uh, it got a little bit uh, out of hand, I guess. A 15 to four run when Miller went out on the floor and he came back there with about four or five minutes left to go in the game. Played clean defense there at the end as well. Didn't end up fouling out, but at that point it was a little too late for Charlotte to get back into the game by the time he was out there on the floor. But I thought Brandon played a really great game. I thought maybe if he was able to just hold off on one or two of those fouls and he just stayed out there on the floor, it felt like he might have been able to have a 25 to 30 point night and might we might be talking about a win instead of a loss. Yeah, he was really good. You know, a little bit different the way he's kind of gone from to the bench to starting now back to the bench. But, you know, he's adapted really well to his role um, being a little bit fluid to start his NBA career. I think that was his third 20-point performance of the season and second in four games. So scoring's coming around. He's been looking really efficient. The three ball's starting to come around a little bit more, which was, you know, one of the things that really stood out about him in the draft process and um, also had five rebounds as well. So, yeah, I think, you know, the fouling was an issue for just about everybody last night. I think the Magic play, you know, they're, they're oversized in a lot of positions. They play very physical. They're, they get their hands in passing lanes. They're disruptive. And sometimes you try and match that physicality. If you're in another team, then it, it ends up becoming kind of detrimental and it leads to fouling and, and carelessness and things like that. So I think not only Brandon, but I think a number of Hornets players were maybe guilty of that, trying to match that physicality, but not doing so necessarily in a uh, constructive manner. But overall, I thought he was really, really good. I think it's, you know, you you see why the Hornets think that he can be a big-time player in this league on both ends, too. So uh, at the start of the season, it was the defense that really started to shine, and then now the offense is really starting to kind of come around for Brandon Miller. So really good performance by him for sure. Some other notable performances in last night's game. The big one, probably Miles Bridges, finishes with 23 points, 10 rebounds. He goes 9-17 from the field. Just one for four from beyond the arc, but four for six at the free throw line as well. It's his third straight double-double so far this season. So he was probably one of the other main accolades here in terms of players that could have been eligible for our silver lining performance. Gordon Hayward, Fairly efficient for the most part. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. He was 4 of 11 from the field, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc in the game last night as well. But Hornets still ultimately fall 130 to 117. Talked about the ebb and flow of Brandon Miller and him having to go to the bench. Starting role, back to the bench. Uh, We'll see what happens with him moving forward. We're going to talk about some of the ripple effects that might happen with this LaMelo ball injury. We're going to talk about that next here on a Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Rob Longo and Sam Perley wrapping up a Silver Linings edition of the HHC, as always, presented by Santa Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Of course, if you missed the last, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of this podcast, then you might have missed the news, or if you haven't checked uh, social media over the last, I don't know, 12 hours or so, however long it's been since this podcast has been released and when you're listening to it, LaMelo Ball got hurt in last night's game against the Orlando Magic. It was officially its PR announced as a right ankle strain, and we're not going to get in specifics. We're not going to guesstimate anything about a timetable or anything like that, the severity of the injury or anything of that nature. We're going to mostly talk about maybe some of the ripple effects that we might see from what happened with LaMelo going down. I know this is kind of a common refrain that we've talked about over the year, last year and a half or so here on the Hornets Hivecast or anywhere that the Hornets radio network or Hornets.com too. I mean, anywhere that has able to cover this team has had kind of the same song and message, which is the fact that the Hornets just haven't quite been able to be fully healthy in quite some time. Yesterday, certainly a blow. You get the pros of getting Terry Rozier and P.J. Washington coming back, but then you lose a guy like a former All-Star in LaMelo Ball who has just been on a complete tear going into this game. And just so unfortunate, Sam, that just seems like it's almost like one step forward and two steps back when it comes to injuries for this team. And it just has to be frustrating. I can't imagine what that mood is like in the locker room because from the outside, it's just it's almost like what more can possibly be done to just keep this team fully healthy for once? Yeah, you know, it is frustrating, but I think as these guys know, and you know, sometimes we lose sight of it, it is part of the NBA, unfortunately. It is injuries are, you know, 
the most annoying part of the NBA. And it, sometimes, it, you know, it does feel like in a, when it rains, it pours. And it's felt like it's been pouring on the Hornets uh, for the last year and in, in 15 games. But this is why, you know, you have guys that are ready. You have guys that are, have depth um, or you have depth on your roster. And this is why you got to be flexible because you look around the league, everybody's dealing with injuries right now. Everybody's in all of pro sports too. So it is tough because it, it does feel like, Again, as we said in an earlier point, it just never it doesn't really have that continuity. And to to if I may draw on a quick baseball analogy as a Mets fan, it reminds me an awful lot about when they had the rotation in the mid 2010s of Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard, Matt Harvey, Stephen Matz, and uh, Zach Wheeler. It was supposed to be this great generational starting lineup. And for years, they could never they got through one turn of the rotation with all five healthy. And then it was somebody was having surgery, Tommy John injured, things like that. And they never, ever, ever got to have it. So hopefully better luck for the the Hornets. But it is sometimes that you have all these, you just got to be patient sometimes. And hopefully, um, you know, it'll come around. So I'm I'm confident you just, you know, it's just got to next man up. That's really all you can say right now. And to make it maybe a more applicable Example, I think maybe the one that comes to mind most recently for me is basically everything that happened with the Brooklyn Nets. And I know there were some just underlying issues there, but you form a big three and you have guys like Kevin Durant and then you get James Harden and then the whole Ben Simmons thing happens and it just seems like nothing could really go right for the Nets. And now all of a sudden, none of those guys are on that team anymore. And I know, again, there are some underlying issues, but a lot of that felt like it was kind of health related. So again, if it's going to happen to the Hornets and it's going to happen to another team charlotte's not alone in terms of trying to weather the storm with all of the injuries but we don't want to harp on the moping around and that sort of thing we kind of want to harp on what might happen moving forward and after the game last night steve clifford talked about how it's more than just trying to replace Lamelo; it's trying to get the rest of the lineup set you know what that's something that we'll you know we'll look at tomorrow you know look at because it's not just who starts it's more so like how you get to 48 minutes where you have a balanced balanced offensive defensive team on the floor. And I think that was something that was the biggest issue for the Hornets there because it's one thing to go into a game and prepare to try to balance everything out there, Sam. It's completely different when it's the middle of the second quarter, late in the second quarter, you're trying to adjust just in general going into halftime and all of a sudden your star point guard goes down and now you're not also only down four points in a game, you're also down a player and you're also down your starting point guard, so then you really have to shuffle everything and to kind of set the lay of the land based off what happened yesterday, we saw JT Thor get a couple extra minutes. Bryce McGowan's came in there for a spell or two. We even saw Teo Maladon late in the game just trying to give some of these guys in the backcourt a little bit of a break as well, so it's not only just when it happens, it's how it happens and the length of what it happens. And again, we're not going to really focus on the length here, but we're going to focus on more so basically what could happen moving forward if LaMelo misses a game or two. Whatever that time period is, what does this rotation look like? What does this starting lineup look like moving forward? Because again, based off of everything we've seen so far, because we have a pretty large sample size at this point, unfortunately, about how Steve Clifford is able to tool the rotations and the lineups more oftentimes than not. Now that Terry Rozier is back and healthy, the presumption, at least for me in my mind, is that T. Rose probably going to move to the one spot, handle the ball a lot more often. You probably plug Brandon Miller into that two guard, which we saw when Terry was out, and then you kind of shuffle the lineup from there with Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, Mark Williams. That's probably more likely than not your starting five. Now you got to backfill a little bit. Now you go into the rotation. 
Ish Smith, he played 17 minutes last night. Is Ish the answer there? Do we see a little bit more of Teo Maladon? Do we maybe even see Nick Smith get into the fold a little bit? He was a DNP last night, but we've seen him in spots here throughout the season as well. Does he come in and play a little bit more two guard? Again, there's a solid amount of depth on this team when healthy. We got to add that little caveat in there as well, but it seems like there is some flexibility that the Hornets have here if LaMelo Ball misses time. Yeah, and it, it should be, we should again emphasize that it's so much harder to figure this out in the middle of a game when you lose a player that is so much of your center of everything of what you do like LaMelo. I mean, you're, you're, you're basically just kind of trying to figure it out on the fly, um, especially when you start factoring in foul issues and stuff. When you have at least a couple days to kind of lay everything out. Here's where we're at. Here's who we got. Here's how we can go about doing this. You have a much more workable plan, at least sometimes, than you do trying to kind of figure it out mid-game. So uh, I, I think if, you know, if hypothetically, again, we don't know what extent, um, but if I, I definitely agree with what you said, I think that would kind of be the most logical um, five-man option, at least to start would be doing Terry, Brandon, uh, Gordon Miles, and then Mark, and then you kind of fill in the back. You use some more Bryce McGowan's, you do some more Tail Maladon, you use some more Ish Smith. Um, a lot of this can be contingent on matchups. You look at the Knicks, go look at the last two Knicks games. What were issues there? Was it this? Was it that? Like, what, what would be the best matchup, you know, best way to use this guy or that guy? So, uh, you gotta, you can all look at your depth. You can look at past results. You can look at how these guys have played. You've got enough of a sample size this season to kind of get a feel of everybody and where they're at. So um, it's definitely not a, you know, a situation you want to be going through in terms of having to figure out how you're going to replace core guys, but it is more feasible to do in between games than it is on the fly. So hopefully it's nothing serious and, um, you know, Hornets can kind of figure things out and, and get back on this winning track here on this road trip. The Hornets have some time to get things right here about 24 hours or so before they take on the New York Knicks tomorrow, 7.30 airtime, of course, on the Hornets Radio Network, Valley Sports Southeast, wherever you're going to ingest the game. That's where you can check it out, and afterwards you can read the recap of Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, and you can hear us chat about it after the game on Tuesday as well. So, Sam, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Hornets Livecast. We will talk to you again on Tuesday right after that game in New York, and hopefully it's a winning edition one. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me, and I will talk to you then. In the meantime, Sam Farber is going to be back for a game preview of the Knicks and the Hornets coming up on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll talk to you once again tomorrow right here on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.